0: Welcome to Crazy Day, where I explore my own curiosity and invite you along for the ride. Ready to go? What's your favorite food? That perfect snack, meal, or treat that you could have any time and never get tired of? That morsel that you reach for when you're having a bad day? We all have them, that epitome of tastiness. I have a few of them, but man, do I love a good cantaloupe. I remember when my daughter got old enough that we could start sharing favorite foods with her. Cantaloupes came in season, and it seemed like a great opportunity to share this perfect food with her. Out came the cantaloupe, open one her mouth, in went the orange goodness, and, well, <laughs> let's just say she wasn't a fan. We tried a few more times over the years, and it, well, it just became obvious that my daughter doesn't like cantaloupe. I mean, how could this be? But it kind of got me wondering what leads to this. I mean, do her taste buds not work the same as mine? Like, does a cantaloupe not taste the same to her as it does to me? Or does it taste the same and she just doesn't like it? I mean, of course, this is a question that I don't think anybody can ever answer. But the idea of only being able to know what it's like to live in our own heads is an interesting one to notice for me. See, much of my life has been marked by periods of depression to one degree or another, but it wasn't until well, and I mean well, in my adulthood that I realized that what I lived with was depression. I mean, I'd heard people talk about depression, but I figured, well, everyone has that voice in their head that criticized everything they did, that doubted every idea they had, that, that felt paralyzed on their couch, unable to find the motivation to do anything, while at the same time screaming at myself like a deranged drill sergeant that they're just lazy. You mean that's not that's not normal? Oh. um, hmm. So... In the beginning of 2016, I found myself working with a coach who helped me notice a connection between a a spike in my depression and Monday mornings. And no, it wasn't just a case of the Mondays. So we explored that a bit, and we pulled on the strings to see where it led. And what came up was this. See, I would spend my weekends at the time basically just playing video games. When she asked a few probing questions, I found myself replying with... I just feel like all I do is consume, but I never add anything to the world. And what's weird was this was a crazy thing to hear myself say, because I had never thought of myself as a creative person, let alone someone who needed to create. I mean, in fact, I had always considered myself the opposite of a creative. I was a thinker, a problem solver. I was logical, stoic, and all that. Nothing but black and white crayons, please. And yet here I was, coming to the realization that my soul had been crying out for a creative release, and I had never given it. That year I set a mantra for myself, an intention for each day to create more, consume less. It was a goal that I put out to do at least one creative thing each day as a way to start looking for those opportunities. And I was really broad with that definition, too. I wasn't trying to justify it or to defend it to anyone, nobody but myself. Hang a picture on the wall? Yep, that was creative. I just added beauty to my home. Write in my journal? That counted. Read an inspirational blog? Created an idea in my head. Works. Cook dinner with intention? Creative watch the birds at lunch, and wonder and awe at the beauty in nature. Also creative in my book. See, I didn't need to be regimented about it. It was about retraining my brain to think in terms of feeding that part of my soul that had been literally starving for decades. My soul was going to the creative buffet and trying a little bit of everything to see what tasted good all that was important to me was that I started to shift my mind towards creative versus consumptive activities at least once a day. And little by little, I started to find myself shifting. Now look, I'm not suggesting that I miraculously cured my depression... I fully recognize that depression is a complex topic for myself and many others, and everyone is different. But I can tell you that depression's impact on my life has decreased substantially since I learned to listen to what my soul needed and feed it. And so I wonder, what warning flags has your soul been sending up that you may have been ignoring or misreading? And what's one thing you can do today to feed your soul? Just one thing. So that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked it, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving a review. As always, I love you all, and I'll see you on the next one.